Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 118. Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas has gotten a lot of attention since she debuted earlier this year, and she's arrived in the New York City area just this week, where she'll find her brand new home at Cape Liberty. I had the pleasure of taking a quick two-night cruise aboard Anthem of the Seas this weekend, and so on this week's podcast episode, we're going to preview my plans on Anthem of the Seas, as well as discuss what I have planned on board, and discuss why Royal Caribbean's newest cruise ship is so darn exciting. I also have a very important announcement to make in this episode, and we have some great listener feedback to share. Here we go. When Royal Caribbean launched Quantum of the Seas last year, just around this time, in fact, there was a lot of attention for her, but... Her time in North America was very quick and fleeting. In fact, by April the following year, she was already on her way over to China to find her new home there. And so I think for a lot of people that listen to this podcast, I think a lot of people that are English speaking, that's primarily our our audience, you know, that ship was almost a flash in the pan in the sense that it was here one day and gone the next. And I think a lot of people liked it, but it was just so quick. Everything happened very quickly and it was just over before we knew it. So Enter Anthem of the Seas, her sister ship, and Anthem of the Seas is a much longer stay here. In fact, Royal Caribbean has Anthem of the Seas planned to be staying in the New York City area indefinitely, at least for all the plans that we're aware of, and there's basically all indications to, in, to show that that is definitely the plan. And so, with Anthem of the Seas' arrival, this is really our first look at a Quantum-class ship the second time around, if that makes any sense. And and it's I look at it that way because, you know, again, Quantum of the Seas was... So different and so new, but it was here so briefly, really, in the grand scheme of deployments that she just, we never really got a chance to know her very well before she went over to China. So with Anthem of the Seas, I look at this almost as a a second date, if you will. The first date, you go to the movie, you don't talk a whole lot, but the second date, you got to really start to know somebody, or at least that's what I thought I told myself when I was in college and trying to date, <laughs> being the geek that I am. Anyway, so... This week, we're previewing my upcoming cruise on Anthem of the Season. I got to tell you, Anthem of the Season has got me very excited, and I think a lot of people as well, because it offers a lot. It's coming into a prime area right here in the New York City area, and it's going to be a ship that's going to be staying here for a while. And boy, it's really Royal Caribbean's best step forward right now in terms of what they can offer. And, you know, even with some other newer ships around the corner, nonetheless, Anthem of the Season is going to be a really major factor for Royal Caribbean for the foreseeable future, certainly. And, we're talking about my cruise, and of course, I'm on a two-night media cruise, essentially. It's a preview. I'm a guest of Royal Caribbean, and it's a cruise to nowhere, sailing out of Cape Liberty, New Jersey, going nowhere for two days, and then coming right back. So it's a quickie, and certainly knowing that, based also on my previous experiences, I was on the Quantum of the Seas for a two-night cruise, which you can reference our, our show notes for today's episode, and I'll be able to link to you back there so you can listen to my thoughts before and after on Quantum of the Seas, give you an idea. So a two-nighter cruise, and this is true for any cruise out there, doesn't matter what class of ship, boy, is it, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. <laughs> and I mean that because it's the best of times because, hey, I'm going on a cruise and nobody is going to complain about going on a cruise. But of course, it's only two nights and it's very quick. And you really, you know, after one night, your, your first full day on board, day two, that's it, it's over. You're going, you're going off the ship the next day. So it's a very quick experience, so you only have a limited amount of time to see things, and certainly I'm cognizant of that. When I was on my two-nighter at Quantum Thesis, I never made it over to the gym or spa. I never saw a lot of facilities because, you know, you just only have so much time on there. And in addition to that, because of the nature of this cruise, this isn't a sort of a, a vacation in the sense that I'll be sitting by the pool all day. This is a working media cruise, believe it or not, and uh, I'm 
you know, I, my obligation is to you to be able to report on it, to be able to research, you know, the different venues. Someone's got to eat the sushi <laughs> and explore the ship, really, to be able to give you firsthand knowledge and accounts of what Anthem of the Seas is all about. Now, in my uh, staying here on Anthem of the Seas, I have right now a stateroom on deck six. It is a D3 category balcony stateroom, and this will be who doesn't who doesn't enjoy a balcony? Certainly, I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be traveling with my wife this time. We're actually leaving the kids at home. This will be our first Royal Caribbean cruise since we've had children, where we have not brought them on with us. Now, this particular cruise, it kind of makes sense, right? We're doing a lot of work on board. It's not a play and have fun and, and be daddy kind of cruise. It's more of the you know I've got to, you've got to you know <laughs> I've got to do the research. So we're leaving my my kids with my with my parents who are being very generous with their time. And so me and my wife are going to be heading down there right on Friday, November 6th, and we're going to be getting there bright and early. Now, just like my experience on Quantum of the Seas, and I've been on Quantum of the Seas, I should add, I should add this, by the way, that I've been on Quantum of the Seas twice, once on a two-nighter and once on an eight-nighter that we did as part of the Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise earlier this year. And I really enjoy Quantum of the Seas, and I'm kind of looking forward, honestly, to getting back on a Quantum-class ship. There's certain touches and differences that I really enjoyed. I think a lot of it has to stem with the entertainment, and the dining. Those are two really big things. And when I mean dining, I really mean these specialty restaurants. I think they really excels here. And that's why we're seeing a lot of those specialty restaurants and entertainment, frankly, coming over to Harmony of the Seas, which is Royal Caribbean's third Oasis-class ship. Basically, Royal Caribbean is figuring out, well, this is what's really worked well on the Quantum class. Let's bring it over to our new Oasis-class ships. And hey, you know, there are some things that the Quantum class does really well. And I think those are two areas it absolutely excels at. So I'm absolutely looking forward to checking all that out. And I've got a busy schedule on tap between interviews and research. And I know I, I can't I can't say research with a straight face, I'll be honest. It's fun, but it's work. It's gonna be very long days. I'm planning on not sleeping very much. It's gonna be I'm I gotta I'm pushing myself on this one because I really want to be able to take advantage of it. I want to be able to do a lot. I've got all these ideas in my head and, and I want to do them all. But, of course, that requires time, and time is not on my side on this cruise. So that's all right. We're still going to have a great time and have an opportunity to really look at all the various things that Anthem of the Seas can offer. So let's talk about dining, probably the topic that I love talking about the most. And for this cruise, I'm actually booked under Dynamic Dining Classic. Now, this is something absolutely brand new I get to try as well. Dynamic Dining Classic, if, if, you weren't, if you're not aware of it, is a new program Royal Caribbean rolled out since Quantum of the Seas came out. Originally, Quantum of the Seas came out with this idea called Dynamic Dining. The idea was, well, we're not going to have any more main dining room. We're just going to have complimentary restaurants, especially restaurants, and guests can just show up there or book it in advance. But there's no set dining times. you know. So I can go to dinner at 5 o'clock, and one of you can go to dinner at 7 o'clock. But we can pick different restaurants, just like if you're in town, right? You're in your hometown. This is the best analogy I can give you. You're in your hometown, and you know maybe you're hungry at five thirty on Tuesday, but on Friday you're hungry at seven o'clock. You know, so you go to dinner when you're hungry, not when someone tells you, "Well, Matt, you got to go to dinner at this time." And this is really a reaction to obviously people who don't really love the idea of traditional dining. And, it's, and frankly, it's an outgrowth, I think, of my time dining to the next level. So no more main dining room. You pick the restaurant and you just go there. Well, it turns out a lot of people, and myself included, really do like traditional dining. We like that part of cruising. And so Royal Caribbean said, okay, we're going to keep dynamic dining. We're going to call it dynamic dining choice. And we're, it's going to stay exactly the same. But we're also going to add dynamic dining classic, which, which allows you to have reserved seating at certain times. 
you get to, you, you'll change restaurants because there is no main dining room. So you'll go to different restaurants of the complimentary restaurants, I should add, each evening. But you're going to have the same table mates and the same wait staff. They're going to follow you around. So it's basically marrying the best ideas of traditional dining and dynamic dining choice into one here with dynamic dining, dynamic dining classic. Now, the first night, I'll be at Chic, and then the second night, I believe I'll be at American Icon Grill. And believe it or not, even though I've been on twice on Quantum of the Seas, I've never been to Chic. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. Don't, don't ask me why. There's certain things that happen that way. So I'm looking forward to checking out Chic, and American Icon Grill is just – what I love about American Icon Grill is it's the closest thing to the main dining room on a Quantum-class ship. They offer some great, as the name implies, American food. And looking at the menu, i got to say I really am, am – Looking forward to that. It's it's always a good, satisfying meal. Now, I'll be honest. My favorite complimentary restaurant on Quantum of the Seas was the Grand. And I think I'm going to have to go with my plan. Again, for research, I swear, to do the pre-dinner and dinner. So I'll go to two dinners a night. I'm going to try it because why not? <laughs> and then I've also got to squeeze in about, oh, I don't know, about a dozen specialty restaurants <laughs> while I'm at it. We'll see. I mean, it's very much going to be a very organic situation for me. But I'm looking forward to trying out as many things as possible. I want to basically highlight... What's different on Anthem of the Season? Now, Chic I haven't been to, so hey, that makes perfect sense. And obviously, taking a look at some of the specialty restaurants maybe I haven't had a chance to, or I'd like to revisit again. Jamie's Italian would be a nice one to look at. I would be remiss if I didn't mention I'll be trying to get to Izumi again for <laughs> research purposes. Look, I'm only human. I can't resist sushi. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Anthem of the Seas has a lot more than just dining, even though I may go on about it <laughs> excessively But when we're talking about food. And there is a lot to do on Anthem of the Seas. One of the cool things, something I'm really looking forward to, is actually going to be a brand new opportunity, something that is, wasn't on Quantum of the Seas, and something that's only so far we're aware of only on Anthem of the Seas. It's a brand new puzzle game that you might have actually heard about. If you recall, we had an episode not too long ago where we had on uh, a couple of folks that were on the Anthem of the Seas inaugural cruises, and they talked high, very highly about this particular game. And it's it's called the Puzzle Break. The It's basically an escape room type game. And you'll have to go, and I'll put in the show notes the link to that episode if you want to hear about it. Basically, it's a game where you go into this room. You're locked into a room for an hour, literally. You're broken up into teams, and you've got to figure out these mind games, brain puzzlers to figure out the solution to get out of the room. It's I know that sounds a little interesting. It's very different, and I heard very good things about it, so I am definitely looking forward to checking it out. That's going to be something that's brand new and something that I've never done before as well. Another show, there's also two main shows on here that are brand new to me, Matt. Uh, there's, of course, the show We Will Rock You. This is the West End musical that is brought and brought over. Basically, it's a Broadway show, but of course, it's a West End show. West End meaning, West End is basically the Broadway of London, if you will. So it's a brand new musical. I will actually probably not see this again because I cannot dedicate two hours to a show. My wife is going to go do it, and she will give me all the details. She's the musical uh, junkie by her own admission. She loves that kind of stuff. But I am absolutely looking forward to seeing Spectrus Cabaret, which is located in 270. And I got to say, I am planning on spending a lot of time in 270 because 270 is the big multi-purpose theater in the rear of the ship that offers many shows during the day. And Spectrus Cabaret is a big one. And it's a, just like it's almost, I guess, cousin Starwater on Quantum of the Seas, Spectre's Cabaret is a mixture of live music, uh, performance art, and kind of a 
mix of everything else in between. It's very it's very much a visual experience, and I love Starwater on Quantum of the Sea, so I'm really looking forward to seeing Spectra's Cabaret as well. And that's just really the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's a whole lot on there. There's a, there's a music hall, which on Quantum was always a major hub of activity, especially at night. I'm really looking forward to that. And otherwise, I'm really looking, you know, I, my goal is to explore the ship, check out the different things. There's roller skating. I already know that's on the schedule, and I have never roller skated in my life outside of, you know, when I was a kid and I tried it and I probably fell and scraped my knee and then rode it off for the rest of my life. I've done ice skating at sea, but hey, roller skating, why not check that one out? And, you know, you know, uh, this is, I like to put myself out there and try all these things. Now, part of this, of course, is I want to include all of you in this because when I go on these cruises, and of course, Anthem of the Seas has the high-speed Voom Internet, and Voom Internet is the high-speed internet that allows you to basically do everything you do at home but at sea, so I can broadcast, I can post photos, I can FaceTime, I can use Skype, heck, I can even log into my day job's VPN and do work. I'm definitely not doing that, but I could if I wanted to, and the idea here is I'm going to make sure that I do my part to share it with you, and thanks to the evolution of social media that this wasn't really available on our first Quantum of the Seas cruise, it was just coming out, is we're going to do a lot of live video broadcasts, and I want to invite you to be a part of it. There's this new technology, new software called Periscope. Maybe you've heard of it, and some of you I know have, because we've been doing a lot of Periscopes here on Royal Caribbean Blog. Basically, it's an opportunity where I can do live video broadcasts from anywhere in the world. All I need is a decent internet signal, which I have on Anthem. And we're going to be doing lots of live broadcasts. So you can actually download the app to your phone or tablet. Devices available for iOS devices and Android devices. It's totally free, no cost. And all I have to do is just download the app. So you go to the, you know, the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, download the app. Sign up for it, and then you just have to follow me. I am the RCL blog on Periscope, and you'll be notified when I go live. And I'm be doing a lot of broadcasts. I want to take you and give you firsthand tours of the ship. And so, <laughs> keep your keep your Friday and Saturday schedules open because there's going to be a lot of great content being generated there. And on top of it, I'm also doing live blogging, of course, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. I've got a really interesting thing, and I'm going I'm to direct you, actually, for all these links. Don't worry about writing all this stuff down. I've got links to the live blog. I've got a super live blog, which is hard to describe on the air, but it's basically a more minute-to-minute kind of live blog. And, of course, the Periscopes. All this stuff, all the information you need to know about all my live reporting will be over on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com and our show notes for this episode. And, of course, if you're listening to this by Friday, you're going to be seeing it plastered all over the homepage anyway, so it shouldn't be too hard to find it. I think for me, what I'm really looking forward to, again, is getting on board the ship, checking her out, seeing how she compares to her sister, and also looking at how Royal Caribbean learned its lessons from Quantum of the Seas and applied them here. I think the thing about Anthem of the Seas is it's a very interesting and unique ship, and I think it really is going to do really well here because... Anthem of the Seas is that kind of ship that I believe is really good for this New York market. I think it offers a lot, and I, you know, I think a lot of the problems Quantum of the Seas ran into in the very early goings clouded how well it was. Because when I was on Quantum in March, she was wonderful. We had a fabulous time on board, and unfortunately, her reputation preceded her. Anthem's got a blank slate, and I'm really looking forward to checking her out for myself and just seeing, you know, what it's like being on Anthem of the Seas. And again, for me, the, the highlights, they're two, dining and entertainment, the two things that I absolutely love about a Royal Caribbean cruise and checking that out. And I'm also kind of excited because it's my wife's first time on a Quantum-class ship, so I get to experience it through her eyes for the first time. And that'll be a really fun experience as well. So 
Lots of great content coming up and, and an opportunity really to explore this. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to join me virtually for this cruise through the various means, be it royalcaribbeanblog.com or through some of the social media like Instagram, our Twitter account, Facebook, Periscope, all that and everything in between. You know, you know me, guys. I'm a huge geek, and I love to share my cruise experience with all of you, so I'm hoping you'll be joining us for that. So, of course, all that stuff, all the live blogging, all the fun begins this Friday, November 6th, all at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Before we jump into our listener emails this week, I wanted to share something with you that I have been working on for a while now because Royal Caribbean Blog has been growing by leaps and bounds in just the past year, and it's entirely thanks to you. My goal for this podcast since episode one has been to help you have a better Royal Caribbean cruise experience, whether it was learning about a new gem, sharing past experiences to help you plan ahead, or just answering your cruise questions. It's been my job to make your next Royal Caribbean cruise your best one yet. I've loved every episode I've recorded, and so many of you have been a part of that ride, and I'm truly grateful for the experience. And because of the amazing support you and everyone that visits Royal Caribbean Blog or listens to this podcast, I feel like we've reached a real turning point with this project, this idea of a Royal Caribbean Blog. So many of you have joined the Royal Caribbean Blog community and become passionate supporters of what we do here. And so, for a while, I've been thinking about how I can give you more of the interesting and helpful content that entertains and assists everyone having a better Royal Caribbean cruise experience. So, while at the same time, giving back to you, the community, as well. For a long time, Royal Caribbean Blog readers have been asking me how they can help the Royal Caribbean Blog and support what we do here on a daily basis. And rather than, say, cover the site with ads or create a paywall where there's a paid gateway to content that excludes a lot of people who do not pay, I wanted to give you the option to support this show while giving you even more in return as a way of saying thank you. And so with that... I've come up with the idea for the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders, where you can help support the podcast by contributing as much as you like through a site called Patreon. To recognize those who do lend their support, I've created a different reward level based on the contribution. This will give you more content, products, special access and events, and a whole lot more. This special content, products, and other aspects of the Insiders will not be available to the general public because I want to make sure I do my part in thanking those that help Royal Caribbean Blog continue to grow. This includes things like special podcast episodes just for people that contribute, Royal Caribbean Blog t-shirts, a private Facebook group, and even co-hosting this very podcast, all of which depends on your contribution level. And you can change your pledge at any time and cancel at any time as well. Think of it as a way for you to show your support to Royal Caribbean Blog and... Most importantly, it's completely optional to support the site because I will still be producing daily blog content, podcasts, live videos, live blogs, and a whole lot more to you at absolutely no cost. And I promise that will always be this way and will not change. These are just some extra bonuses as a way of saying thank you. Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders will fuel this next generation of ideas and projects for all of us that I've been thinking of and keeping me up at night about. You can learn more about this by going to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support or go to our show notes and I'll have a link there as well. And I'm excited to launch this because I've been working on this for a while now and I've my hope is that the Insiders Group will be something you will really enjoy and something that will also continue to grow and evolve. The bottom line is I really, truly cannot thank everyone listening to this podcast enough for all the wonderful support you've offered me over the years. I, I'm really not sure how I can put this effectively into words, the impact you have all had, and it's why I consider each and every one of you my friend in this journey. So uh, my hope is you'll be a part of the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders, or at the very least, continue to keep on listening and reading so we can continue to having fun while talking about Royal Caribbean. And now, 
I've got an iTunes review to read and, of course, your listener emails. And our first iTunes review comes from Love to Travel. And this person wrote, This podcast does an outstanding job of giving a listener a great deal of useful information and also providing entertainment along the way. Even if you're not loyal to Royal, which you should be, any cruiser will enjoy line comparisons, shore excursion reviews, and other news to quench the proverbial thirst for more cruiser-related information. I'd encourage any veteran or wannabe cruiser to listen regularly. Thank you so much for the iTunes reviews. I love that. It's another great way you can support the podcast. So I really appreciate that. And my favorite thing every week to talk about, emails. I love these because basically it's our opportunity to talk Royal Caribbean virtually every week. And our first email this week is actually coming from Bill Friggin, who actually gave me this question on Facebook. This question for the podcast that you've previously touched on. Are there any unique venues on Independence of the Seas versus Liberty and Freedom? I know there are a couple on Freedom, such as Sabor, etc., since the dry dock. Great question, because all three ships, Freedom of the Seas, Liberty of the Seas, Independence of the Seas, are all Freedom-class ships. But, as many of our listeners are aware, there are certain nuances. In fact, we just talked about that with between Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas. So, for Independence of the Seas, there are some minor differences, although they're very similar. First of all, Liberty of the Seas has a Broadway show in Saturday Night Fever, whereas Independence of the Seas does not have a Broadway show. It has more of just those original Royal Caribbean productions on board. In addition... Freedom of the Seas and Liberty of the Seas both have the DreamWorks experience, but Independence of the Seas does not have it. So that's another, I would say if it's a fairly large one, especially for families in terms of differences. Now, there's probably a bigger difference between Freedom of the Seas and Independence of the Seas than there is Liberty of the Seas and Independence of the Seas. Although that's about to change because, as you may be aware, Liberty of the Seas is about to get a refurbishment in January 2016 that is going to offer a slew of new things that's totally going to blow both ships out of the water in terms of differences but in regard to basically if you're looking at it right now here in late 2015 it's essentially there's some different restaurants on board freedom is a much different experience because you've got sabor you have giovanni's table uh liberty disease is not quite as pronounced yet although that's about to change it's really restaurants and entertainment otherwise you're really grasping at straws for minute differences between the ships but they're very similar in that regard. So that's really what it comes down to. And again, in 2016, the differences are going to jump a little bit. But hey, maybe that just means Independence of the Seas is due for a refurbishment as well. And she'll get some of those. So hopefully that answers your question there, Bill. And, and I hope that makes it a little bit easier in terms of understanding the difference. Still, it's a great ship. And boy, a lot of times the fares for Independence of the Seas are really low. And they do some in- really interesting itineraries. And Independence also does a lot of going over to Europe. In fact, she's going to be heading back to the UK for summer 2016. So, you know, it's a little different in in where she goes and what she offers as opposed to Liberty, which is going to be based out of Galveston and offering essentially just Caribbean cruises and Freedom of the Seas, which will be moving out of Port Canaveral, but still offering Caribbean cruises out of, you know, South Florida. So hopefully that answers that for you. Next up, we have an email from Michael Vital, who writes, Matt, to clarify, the game I was looking for was broadcast on the ship on one of the ESPN networks. However, my wife and I had to watch the game in our stateroom. I just thought it would have been a blast to watch the game out by the pool, and maybe the various ships are different, but I didn't see one TV screen anywhere in public, another disappointment. They have business relationship with Johnny Rocket, Starbucks, and obviously all the shops in the promenade. If I were the king of the world, they'd have a relationship with someone like Buffalo Wild Wings or some other such sports bar franchise. I can only imagine how cool it would be to be able to hang out, have a few beers, some wings, and pennant race baseball. Oh, I know there must be some people who enjoy mini golf, but geez, what could I do with that space? (laughs) 
Well, Michael, I'm glad you're able to watch the game. Hey, better to watch it in your room than not be able to watch it at all, right? And I appreciate the feedback, Michael. Thank you so much. Next, we have an email from Aaron from Ohio who writes, Hi, Matt. I've been enjoying your podcast for many years now. I started listening two years ago before our Alert of the Seas cruise in June of 2014, which was the best vacation my husband and I have ever had. We're looking at booking another cruise for June 2016. I get weekly emails from Royal Caribbean with deals like room upgrades, buy one, get one 50% off, $50 on onboard spending, etc. My question is, what if we book a cruise and then there is a better offer? Does Royal Caribbean give a lowest price guarantee or is it you get whatever deal you get when you book it? So this is a really good question, Aaron. Something a lot of folks you know struggle with as well. So here's the deal. You can book a cruise. We'll use your June 2016 as a perfect example. If you book a cruise today, right now, you book it for whatever deal's out there, right? But let's say the price drops next week or there's a better deal next week or there's a better sale next week. You can, what you're going to have to do basically is you rebook. You cancel your current cruise and then immediately rebook. And this is more easily done with a travel agent, I'll be honest with you, although you can't do this with Royal Caribbean as well. Basically, you reprice. The thing about this, of course, is you lose anything you had in terms of booking incentives the first time. So let's say you book right now and Royal Caribbean is giving you $50 on board credit. Okay, cool. And then next week, there's a new deal comes out and the price drops by $100, but there's no more free on board credit. You're going to lose the $50 on board credit but your price is going to drop $100. Now, in this situation, hey, that's a net of $50. But if the price only dropped, let's say, $10 next week, and you had booked with a $50 onboard credit, that would be a good idea, more than likely, because you're going to lose out on... You would have been doing better with that onboard credit. You can continue to do this as many times as you want up until final payment date. Now, final payment date is going to come around the ballpark when you're about... 60 to 90 days before your cruise. It basically depends on how long your cruise and when it is. If you're on a holiday cruise that goes over Christmas or New Year's, final payment is 90 days out. If you're on a seven-night or longer cruise, it's 75 days out. And if you're on a three, four, or five-nighter cruise, then it's only 60 days after final payment. Once you make final payment and pass that point, you cannot change the price of your cruise, except there is one exception to this rule, and that is, let's say you booked an Ocean View stateroom for... $1,000. Let's just do easy math, okay? <laughs> Make it easy. I was told there would be no math in this episode. $1,000. And let's say a balcony comes out, you know, at, you make final payment, and then balcony price drops to $950, let's say, okay? That's a state, that's a category above what you booked. You can actually then, what Royal Caribbean will do is they, if you call ahead and do this, they will move you to that balcony. They'll move you up to that stateroom category. The price will not change. You'll still pay $1,000. But you'll be able to move up to the next level, essentially, to match that. And this is basically with the policy. This has been in place for a couple of years now, and that's how it works. So I guess to answer your question, if you have until, again, like I said, about however many it was, you know, 60 to 90 days before that June 2016 cruise to change your mind and cancel and rebook without any penalty. Once you get beyond final payment, of course, you could actually rebook and, and do all this, but then you're going to be subject to a penalty and you're going to lose money on your deposit. And in almost every situation, that's not a good financial idea. So there you go. That's how that works. And Aaron has a second question. You can maybe help us through the cruise dilemma. I want to do another seven-night cruise on Allure or Oasis Cruise. My husband wants to do a longer, like a nine-night Bermuda Caribbean cruise on Anthem of the Seas. There's a pretty big discrepancy between prices and the cruises. Do you have any thoughts? We're in Ohio, so we could drive to Cape Liberty, New Jersey, but we'd have to pay for gas, overnight hotel, and parking for nine days. We would fly to Florida, so I feel like the cost would pretty much be evened out. Thank you for your guidance, and I look forward to hearing from you. So this is an interesting question, and unfortunately, you didn't indicate which one is cheaper. I'm assuming that the Allure or Oasis cruise is cheaper than the Anthem cruise, 
And it sounds like I was almost a wash in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about transportation costs and hotels and all that. So I'm going to go on basically what I've got from this email here, Aaron, and I apologize if it's not exactly what you have in mind. But, you know, this is <laughs> this is one of those... It's, it's a good problem to have. You're basically deciding seven nights on, you know, the biggest and baddest ship in the world, Allure or Oasis of the Seas, or you go on Anthem of the Seas and you take a little bit longer cruise, obviously Bermuda and a little bit of the Southern Caribbean, or just Caribbean in general. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, you can't go wrong in either one. I can see benefits to both. Obviously, you've done a cruise already on Allure of the Seas. You had a great time on there, and I would probably say, hey, if I were you, I'd lean more towards Oasis of the Seas just to mix it up. Nothing wrong with going back on the same ship, but personally, when I go on cruises, when I book cruises, I always try to book something different, something I haven't done before, unless I really love it, and then I try to go back on. But, you know, in general, I try to book new things out there. So, that's like a plus one right there for Anthem of the Seas. And another plus one, for at least for me, Matt, is... I don't have to fly, just like you're saying you would be driving to Anthem of the Seas, and I hate flying for a variety of reasons. So for me, that would be a huge plus right there. So you got two main pluses there. Now, you didn't mention what time of year you're looking to do this. Now, if you're going in the winter months or some of the colder months out there, if you're going on Anthem out of New York or New Jersey in this case, it's going to be obviously a little cooler or, or, or downright cold. Heck, it could even snow on you. It happened to me on Quantum of the Seas. So what that means is the first day, it's going to be too cold to really be outside. And by the end of the second day, it'll start getting warmer out. Now, since you're talking about Bermuda, I'm guessing you're going during a warmer time of the year. So that might not be actually that big of a deal. Uh, to me, it's really a question of are you looking to try something totally new or are you looking to do something similar to what you did before? Certainly, Oasis or Allure would be similar to what you did. Anthem is going to be a very different experience. Not in a bad way. It's just different. It's uh, The Quantum class ships are a lot like that basically you take a... You take a Oasis class ship and sister company Celebrity, take one of their Solstice class ships, and their love child is the Quantum class ship. I like the Quantum class ships. I had a really good time on Quantum of the Seas. And hey, I mean, you'll have to tune in next week to hear what my thoughts were on Anthem of the Seas. But, you know, the option to basically not have to fly and try something new to me is really appealing. And I really think that Anthem offers a lot. And you know what? Those, those cruises on... You know, on the Oasis class, they're always going to be there, which is definitely true. You know, there's I think there's almost always going to be an Oasis class ship here in, in North America. And you've already done that. So I'm kind of leaning towards the new experience, but I really would not fault you one bit if you told me, Matt, I'm going to go do Oasis of the Seas because it's a wonderful ship. And obviously, you, you already know what the Oasis class can offer you. So it's you're really... I love using this metaphor. You're really picking between cuts of steak. You're saying, Matt, is the Flamin' any better than the New York Strip? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But at the end of the day, we're talking about steak. They're still really, really good. And these two ships, boy, or three ships, great choices all around. So I can't fault you. But I hope that I helped a little bit. And it sounds like I'm kind of leaning towards Anthem. But I don't fault you for going the other way. There you go. I'm leaving it at that. Man, am I, I am so, I'm like a 16-year-old girl. I'm so indecisive. <laughs> Good luck there, Aaron. Our next email this week comes to us from Tracy Smith, who writes, Hello, I love, love, love hearing your podcast. It's like having my own private guide. My husband and I are going on Freedom of the Seas October of 2016, and this will be our first time. We've cruised Enchantment twice last year. I'm wondering if there are any tours that will include a stop 
at the Yoda guy. I can't find any pricing about this. Also, I'm wondering if there are any dolphin excursions that do not require a passport. A sincere thank you for any information that you have. So to answer your first question, the Yoda guy, I know some people are saying, Yoda guy, what are we talking about? There's actually a Yoda guy movie exhibit in Phillipsburg, St. Martin. So that's obviously a place where Freedom of the Seas goes. And this exhibit is a non-profit museum run by this guy called Nick Malley. And he's a movie industry artist who was essentially involved in the creation of Yoda for Star Wars. And basically, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is the place to be. You can learn about how the artist continued working on models, memorabilia, and it's really just a great movie buff and Star Wars fan, you know, exhibit. There's a free section upstairs with exhibits and memorabilia, and there's also some autographed items for sale and a more extensive exhibit that also costs a little bit more money there. Now, this is something that I think you can absolutely do on your own, and even if I don't, I'm not even aware that Royal Caribbean offers any kind of excursion to this, but if I were you and you really wanted to do this, just go take a taxi. You know, go right outside the port area, tell them you need a taxi to downtown Phillipsburg, and they can, in fact, tell them where you want to go, and they will bring you there, and that's probably the easiest, most direct way to get there, and... I, I think it's going to be the best way for you to go see that because it's it sounds really cool. It's something I've heard of a lot about, and I keep forgetting to go do this. And, of course, I've got young kids, and they're not quite of the age yet where they appreciate Star Wars. And, of course, it's my job as a, as a dad to instruct them in the ways of the Force and also of how amazing Star Wars is. And we haven't quite gotten to that yet. So it's on my list of things to do, certainly. But basically, it's free, but it's you know there's some add-on extras you can do as well. Now, your other question was about dolphin excursions that do not require a passport. And at first, you're wondering, why do I need a passport for a dolphin excursion? The answer is because some dolphin excursions don't occur in the island that you visit. As an example, in St. Thomas, I believe they go to Tortola to do it. There's a little ferry that brings you there. There's some other islands that do this as well. It's kind of commonplace in some places. But in other places like Cozumel, you don't need it. So essentially, if your dolphin excursion is not doesn't leave your the island or the port that you're visiting it's not a problem now since you're talking about the yoda guy in saint martin i'm guessing you're going to saint thomas and that's why you're asking about that and if you are going to a dolphin excursion that that is on a different island different country that's what it really is about then you absolutely will need a passport otherwise you need to find one that offers it in the same place you're visiting in this case i'm assuming saint thomas and that's the way to go so Tracy, I'm sorry that it may not work out for you in this particular occasion, but if you ever go to Western Caribbean, then maybe do a back-to-back cruise. There you go. That'll that'll solve all your problems. You get an extra cruise, and you get an opportunity to go dolphin swimming without the need of a passport. So (laughs) good luck there, Tracy. Have fun. And, of course, let me know what you think of the the Yoda guy. I've heard very good things about it, but I would love to hear back from you because I've never heard a particular podcast listener who has uh, experienced it themselves. Next up, we've got an email from Calvin, who writes, I listened to your recent podcast, number 110, concerning excursions in Cozumel. I noticed that you mentioned three beach resorts that you recommend, Paradise Beach, Playa Palancar, and Nachicoco. However, you did not mention anything about Mr. Sancho's, which is another popular destination. I'm having a hard time deciding between Nachicoco and Mr. Sancho's. I recently booked the VIP all-inclusive package at Mr. Sancho's, but now I'm having second thoughts about if I should switch to Nachi. Which one of these resorts would you recommend in terms of quality amenities, food, and overall bang for your buck, Nachi or Mr. Sancho's? So basically, for those who are unaware, Nachi Kokom and Mr. Sancho's are two all-inclusive resorts in Cozumel that are fairly similar in the sense that they kind of limit the experience to a certain amount of people, and it's it's a fairly affordable all-inclusive resort, and a lot of people really enjoy it, especially cruise guests. It just seems to work out really well. Essentially, the difference between the two, there's there's some, there's some I'm sure there are a lot of differences, but 
I think what it really comes down to is Nachi Kokum doesn't have all the water toys and and bonanzas that are going on that Mr. Sanchos has. Mr. Sanchos has always been the kind of place you might go if you've got kids or you're looking to just go crazy with, you know, different activities on there. Whereas Nachi Kokum is more about a relaxed, hey, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to drink, I'm going to eat and just kind of enjoy the beach and, and just, you know, enjoy that kind of an experience. So I guess it really depends what you're looking for. If you're interested in... You know, again, those blow-up toys. If you've got kids, boy, you got to go Mr. Sanchez. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. It just tends to be more kids and more activities to do at Mr. Sanchez. So I hope that answers your question for you, Calvin. Well, folks, I think that's going to wrap up this podcast episode. Of course, I want to thank everybody who's sending these great emails. Boy, I love them. And, of course, you want to send in your email. Hey, I'd love to read them here on the podcast as well. Just send me a quick email to matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com, and I'll be sure to read it on an upcoming episode. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.